Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast, where we interview founders from all around the world on how they went to their personal success and ups and downs that they've been through. And we dive deep into the lessons that they've learned along the way and a lot of tips and treasures that you can immediately imply and implement into your life and your business. And today we have special guest, Megan Corey. She's an executive wellness coach and she does virtual, private, and group coaching programs focusing on mindset, shifts, habits, stress, nutrition, and lifestyle. And I'll hand it over to her to intro herself a little bit more. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Allison. I'm super excited. Um, yes, so I'm Megan Corey. I am a wellness coach, um, primarily with executives and high achievers. So I was somebody who came from the corporate world, um, worked my way up and had kids and just realized it wasn't my passion to be doing what I was doing. And once I was in that world, I realized that everyone was stressed out and angry and just unhealthy. And that's what really took me to wanting to become a health coach. And I started coaching people at work and friends and family. And I realized that's something I wanted to do with my life. And I wanted to start my own business and I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to have flexibility to be able to do what I wanted to do. And as well as um, be able to have the flexibility with my family. So that's kind of like my story in a nutshell of like how I got to where I'm at. And I just realized virtual is so much more appealing as well as convenient for not only myself and what I wanted to do with my business, but also for the people that I'm coaching because everything is virtual these days. People don't have time to drive places. It takes a lot to just, I mean, schedule things in a day. So just being able to have the convenience of doing this from wherever you are in the world mm -hmm. is just very convenient for everybody. Um, and I've just seen great success in being able to have that and people have those options to be able to do the virtual coaching. That's awesome. So when you were making that transition from working for another business and you had tons of success there and you already had a reliable income and you were questioning, okay, I'm not, because um, you're also going to be published in the Empire Life book and I've been pouring love and looking over your story. And I remember you saying, I don't understand why I'm not quite content with, I should be content by societal standards. I should be happy with this amount of money that I'm getting. And I like the people I'm working with. I like going into office. What is going on? What right. were some of the thoughts that were going on in your head that, at that time and some of the resistance that you maybe were feeling when making that transition? Yeah. So, um, you know, we kind of all grew up with a standard of, you know, go to college, get a good job, support your family and just be there till you retire. And that's what I grew up with. And I, thought that's what I was going to do. So I was in a particular job and I stayed in it for several years, knew it was just something I couldn't handle while I was wanting to build a family. Um, it was very intensive. Got into a different job with a good work-life balance. <clears throat> and I think, I don't, I don't know if I just started looking into myself a little bit more. Um, and just really once I, especially once I had kids, I just really realized that my passion had to be a part of what I was doing with my life. And did I see myself continuing down the path of just being okay and comfortable with where I was at for another 20 years? And I wasn't getting any younger. And I figured if I'm going to do something, it has to be now. And what is that going to be? So I just started researching everything that was possible um, and figuring out what would work best for myself and my family. And it was scary and it was risky. And it took me a, a, over a full year to even just continue to do stuff on the side and build myself up so that 
when the transition did come and I finally made the decision and gave an actual date of when I was leaving my nine to five, it wasn't as scary. Um, but again, like I didn't even tell my parents until literally the day I left my nine to five. I was, I was scared to, I mean, it was something that they're not, what is an entrepreneur? You're owning your own business. You're not going to have that steady paycheck. You worked your way up. You have this, you know, job. So it's definitely scary. So going through my head was, there was a lot of self um, development and self improvement that I worked through just listening to books and podcasts and just talking with people that are, that own their own businesses and just hearing and listening and teaching myself about not only the things that in health and wellness and business, but then also personal visualizations and realizations that, okay, if I'm not fulfilled, if I'm not fulfilling my purpose, what am I doing here? What am I doing? And what am I showing my family and my kids? And I want to be able to continue to do something where if I'm away from them all day, that I truly am having that passion for and not just being subpar and okay with the standard and just the comfort. So that's kind of what it was, super risky. And I mean, it's it's still risky, right? But it was something I was like, if I don't do it now, then when am I going to do it? And if I screw up, the worst thing I can do is screw up and then like figure something else out. So. Wow. That's awesome. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening are also wondering, well, if I was to take this risk, this is not on the questions, this kind yeah. of off the cuff. If I was to take this risk, what if the person I'm married to or boyfriend or lover, the person that I'm my partner, what if they don't fully support my vision and my mission? Right. How, what were some of the ways that you and your husband were able to support each other through that? So or, he, or was he maybe wor worried about the risk? <laughs> he wasn't. Um, the good yeah, thing is right. I have a very supportive <laughs> husband. Um, and I think it was always, it was funny because he always knew what he wanted to do. He, he had his love and he was like, I'm doing what I love. I, I'm doing, you know, truly what I'm, and I think I was always in that mix of, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, okay, I, I even starting out in college, even when I was where, like, is this what I want to be when I grow up? I don't know. Like, I really didn't know what that was. And I think he was just like, just fine what that is. Like, find it. So I think what I finally found it, he was like, thank God, you finally found it. <laughs> uh, like, let's figure out like what that is. Okay, now what does it look like? Okay, now let's set ourselves up. Let's, so he knew he was super supportive. I mean, if there were times where I was like, okay, I need you to watch the kids. I need to study, you know, when I'm working on my health coach certification or if I'm coaching clients or if I'm going to an event, just really having that team support and bouncing was crazy. Um, but we made it work. And I think just having that support, I definitely couldn't have done it without him because I really don't know how I would have been able to do working, being a mom and starting my own business. Um, so definitely he was, he was super supportive on that, but that's the type of person he is to begin with. And I think that's why our marriage really works well. And we are always supporting each other in our endeavors. And when we have those, that drive and the motivation to do things and to better ourselves, it just makes us, I mean, it even stronger where we see that we're, you know what, he sees me working hard. He sees me working towards what I want to do that support. And I do the same thing for him. So it's really just like a reciprocal, do what you got to do. It's not a, you know, who, who is a June Cleaver, like the days of like, Oh no, you just stay home and cook and make and do the laundry. Like those days are over. And I really see that, you know, our significant others, our spouses, anybody like to have to find somebody that truly sees your passion and what you are worth and having you fulfill that, you're going to be a happier person overall. You're going to be a better wife, a better mom, and just in general, like a better friend, everything. So I truly have that support. I couldn't have done it without him. Um, I still can't. And 
it definitely helped in terms of like, all right, he's there and he knows my goal and this is, and he sees me working towards it. So I was trying not to, you know, I don't flounder and having my determination and discipline really helps. So yeah, it was extremely helpful. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And I wanted to touch on too, what you said related with your kids and them looking to you or their mom as a direct example and not necessarily wanting them as they get older to think, oh, I need to do this by societal standards or people expect X, Y, Z from me. So I don't want to go off the beaten path. And can you, can you explain that a little bit more or maybe go into how you were raised or if you were raised like that and how you're kind of breaking those, those trends? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like our generation, we were raised in a time where, you know, our, our parents, they literally worked at the same place for 30, 35 years. They had their benefits and then they retired there. They live in the same place. So I was, when I grew up, when I grew up, I mean, I was like, I'm getting out of this state. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I said, I want to move out of the state. I want to get a job. I want to do, you know, live in a different area. I want to just do something different. Um, so I was already kind of the outcast of my family to begin with, just in that aspect where <laughs> Everybody was a teacher coming from a small town. They all kind of followed that role. And I was like, well, I want to do something in business. I want to make money and I want to go out and just do things. I'm an extrovert. Um, so I definitely wasn't brought up the way. But then the same time, like I thought, okay, I'm going to do something in business. I'll work my way up and just see where that takes me. And I think kind of once I got there, I was like, all right, is this, this isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's not really what I want to do. And so what I tell my kids is, you know, what, you know, why do you have to go to work? Why do you have to, well, mommy's got to go to work to make money, to supply, you know, provide, et cetera. And then I think throughout the transition time that I had last year and into this year, I said, hey, mommy owns her own business. You know what that means? Mommy does like just explaining to them and they're four and six, so they don't understand mm-hmm. a lot. But, you know, the things mommy's doing are going, she, it makes her happy and she's helping people. She's helping people, but she's also doing stuff for herself. I say, hey, mommy's going to be her own boss. Mommy worked for herself. Mommy's going to, and so I kept explaining this to them. It's like, yeah, mommy's working for herself. She's not working for anybody else. I'm like, that's right. So I'm just explaining <laughs> them like, what can happen and like, look at what hard work does and you put the effort in and this is doing this so that we can get this and look how mommy can make this time because I, you know, I had the flexibility around this. So really just showing them that, yeah, you can choose what you want to do. Don't, you don't have to be sideline into this cookie cutter, like just do this for the rest of your life or do this because you thought that's what you wanted to do in the first place. It's okay to make changes as long as you're going to put forth the effort and you want to kind of reach your dreams. I'm going to be there to support you. I love it. And I want to dive deeper into, so with all of my clients, I've seen, there's definitely, I call it like the golden thread that attaches from their childhood and different stories leading them up to them truly understanding what their real gifts and passions are and then exploring how do we scale that. So with, with everyone that I've worked with, I've seen there's like this golden thread of the different stories, right? Do you, can you go in more detail about exactly, well, these stories might motivate you. You may look back on them and think, this is exactly why I show up because of how I went through this or how I showed up there when I was five. That's what I'm helping other women do. I had this gift already. And then now I've kind of like cultivated it more and can share that. Are some things coming to mind? Um, So I think I've always been somebody who 
I was never afraid to speak my mind. I was never afraid to, um, but, but I think my approach has always been very um, relatable. So I was never a person that, even when I was supervising people, I was never a person that was like, you know, the hammer, this is that. It was, it was more of respect, developing relationships. And I'm really, I feel like that's one of my key things about me is that I really love relationship building. And I think always developing relationships, even as I was younger, growing older, like helping people through things and whatever it may be, maybe it wasn't with their health, but maybe it was like a challenge or something else. I was always feeling like I was in that coach mode. Um, and I grew up as a swimmer, so I was always an, an athlete. So I was always, I understood coaching. I coached when I was younger. So I, I feel like I always kind of had that like coach mentality where I am coaching people through things. I was always like their cheerleader. I was always the motivated one, like, oh, well, let's figure out how to do this better. Um, so I think like I just had that from growing up and, and through, you know, as young into my high school years, especially in a college. And then even after that, just always trying to see the bright side of things and then giving people an option. So it's not always if somebody's coming with some kind of negative thought or around this or that, whatever it may be, coming back with something better and different and changing it around. And then when I saw that I was doing that with people with their health, just out, you know, not before I was even coaching, I was like, oh, I really see, like, I'm just providing this information to someone or helping them see it themselves and bringing things out that they may not have, may not have come out if somebody didn't ask the right question or didn't give the time of day to. For some reason, I'm always interested in that and asking a little bit of a deeper question. And because I have those relationships and people feel comfortable around me and trust me, and I don't provide, like, there's no judgment at all, that comfort comes out and that people can let loose and just tell me. And I, so I feel like all the time I'm always kind of having that coaching, you know, going on without even realizing it. I was doing it when I was growing up. Wow. And, and that was with people that you, your family, friends, yeah. anyone, pretty much anyone who was around you. Yep. That's incredible. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. With what it you're doing now. I, actually think about it. I don't think I actually <laughs> thought about it that way until right now. But I was like, oh yeah, I guess I always kind of did that. Like I was always like the cheerleader and trying to get people to do things like, you know, that was, that I knew that they were good at or doing better. So yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Do you, do you have any particular stories or a story that comes to mind that you would want to share about? No, it? I can't think of anything that comes to mind right now, like a particular one. <laughs> When I was in college, one of my first businesses was selling vitamins. And well, I had a, I had a business when I was in elementary and high school. And then I had one in college that helped me to save money to travel more, pay some of my tuition. Awesome. Yeah. And I would sell these nutrition packages and also kind of like a new lifestyle for people. Right. And there was one I was reflecting on when I was like seven or eight you know those those candy pez that you uh -huh. would like you would lift it up and one would come out so i would tell my friends when we were around each other if you take one of these you're gonna immediately feel better <laughs> like you're gonna just look around it's like yeah. sunshine everywhere and 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 then everybody's like yeah i want one of those pez like yeah. i don't feel like that and it was amazing how they once they ate the piece of candy they truly believe that uh, now I'm a positive person or now right. I, I feel so good. It's like, you're going to feel like you can just go in the pool and do flips like a dolphin. And <laughs> right. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I have no idea where these ideas would come from, but right. I like your imagination. I, we're all going to get together in a circle and have a piss. Yes. We're all going to feel great. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, and there there was also in college there was one girl who I told she said, "I don't think I can lose this weight." And I don't know, like I'll buy this program from you, but I need to talk to you every day to keep me accountable. So I would go, we lived on camp, she lived on campus kind of close to me and I would go run in the morning and I was also a swimmer in college. So I would go, I would go, I had like practice from 6am to eight and then I will eat something and I will go to her house and knock on her door and I'd be like, let's run, let's go, let's go. And then she didn't want to come out and run. It was like, okay, tomorrow you're running with me at least 10 minutes, even if I was already exhausted from, from practicing and and that also all those all those things I feel or maybe some stories come to mind for you too and we as we reflect we're like oh this this all ties together and makes sense yeah. as to how I'm a motivator or I challenge people's ideas and I help them to grow in this process of maybe they didn't think this before yeah and now they can continue and giving them like we were talking about before, like giving them that container to be able to grow and think, think outside the box or come to new revelations for their life. And Absolutely. it's incredible when we look back on those stories <laughs> it is. I and, and kind of funny too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and so what, what do you feel like if you, if you were to start a new business today and with what you know now, with how far you've come with Ace Life and being the founder of Ace Life. I mean, Ace Life. Yeah. And top five things that you would do differently or that you know now and you would implement into a new company. So when I started, I I haven't been around super long. I mean, it's been just a little over a year, but I think I was super scrappy at first because I didn't have a ton of time and I didn't have the knowledge of what I needed to do. So I think top five would be, um, I took like, I took B school. So business school, online business school, like towards Mm -hmm. the end of last year, probably doing something like that first, like understanding the business side of it. So I had my health coach certification. So I did that first, which was fine, but I didn't really understand the business side of it. How do I set up a business? How should I set this up? What is my strategy? So I think understand my business and strategy. Number one, um, number two would be, especially in this virtual world is I'm just not a big social media person and I wasn't. So that was a big thing to overcome. And I did get somebody to help me in terms of posting content and whatnot. I'm like, here's all my stuff. Just can you do something with it? But I think just understanding like a strategy around marketing. um, I'm just, that's not my forte or expertise. So I think understanding that as well and learning that um, would have helped me from the very beginning. Um, I'm learning that now. We learn things as we go, but that's definitely Mm -hmm. something that would help me. Um, Being super clear on who my target market is. So I think I was kind of floundering at first. I was like, I want to help everybody. But then, you know, the things I've learned along the way is if you're helping everybody, you're helping nobody because you're not really targeted and you're not really niche down to provide that, what somebody is looking for and that value, because maybe it's something that, you know, this person might need, but it's not targeted to them because they, you know, so just being a little more niche down, um, which again, those are things that have come through during this time. Um, trying to think what else five things. So trying to think of the other two. I think like, 
My three is okay. Yeah, I think those are probably the top three, and I'm still learning, right? So, like, there's things I'm learning every day, and the biggest things that helped me along the way were definitely, like, asking people, too, and which I didn't do at first. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a huge, huge one for me, too. Um, Asking other business owners, mm -hmm. like, they are willing to give you information. They're willing to help you in any way they can, and just being open to say, hey, I just need, like, tell me, brain dump, what's things to look out for? ideas, like anything of like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I start up? How do I mean? Cause that's brand new for everybody. We don't, we're not taught how to be entrepreneurs when you're growing up and you're in college or anything. Exactly. And I, I think sometimes we're taught that if we talk about our idea too much, that somebody else might run with our idea. Right. And I personally have seen that not to be a valid fear at all, right. that they have their own things going on. Yeah. They're not really wanting to <laughs> take my ideas right, right. And so learning how to step into that vulnerability and have the trust yes that they're they're really wanting to help me they know more than I do they're at a further because are also realizing a person can help me even if they're even one step ahead yes they can still help me and and the same goes back to ourselves when we're thinking well who would want to be coached by us yes. or or have our support this is when you're having that first client or even the second client, well, I've only helped one client who wants to work with me instead of realizing I am one step or two steps ahead. And that's all that's needed to be able to truly support somebody. And this knowledge I have that's one or two steps ahead, or it might be more than that at the beginning, it might be one or two steps ahead. That's enough. Absolutely. That's exactly what they need. That's they need us to show up and, help them to get further ahead. And then as we help them, we get more steps ahead because we're continuing to grow. And I think asking for help, asking other people like outsourcing was a huge, is a huge one for me. And, and it also goes back to my personal life of thinking that growing up in a way that other people saw me as, Oh, she's so strong. She can handle all this. Let's ask her for more let's, in, instead of me having good boundaries. So, and then that translating a lot of times in our personal life, our boundaries that we may not be the best at start translating into our business and gives us another chance to meditate, reflect on how can I have better boundaries or yeah. how can I have more self-worth related to my business now or charge more and be more respectful of my own time and, all, all of those things, learn how to say no, like we were talking yes. about and <clears throat> outsource, understand that I'm, I, I don't have to know how to do everything. Like I'm very honest now with clients saying I'm not a graphic designer, but we have graphic designers on the team. Right. I'm not going to think that I have to, uh, and I did think that like five years ago, yeah. at least that, oh, I can do a graphic or I can do this too. I can do all these things. Have you, have you experienced that too? Yeah. It's definitely like, um, oh yeah, I'll figure it out. I can do this. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I can't do it all. I can do, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I can help you with. I might know some of that or I know, but it's like, no, this is what I can do. And then you're right. Just like throughout the process, just that self-development and the self-improvement type stuff we start, we are learning about ourselves. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's helped me along and how, why I didn't give up and why I kept going and why I was able to 
you know, maybe not get like the imposter syndrome, which a lot of people do get when you're starting out. You're like, well, everybody out there is doing this. What makes me any different? You're like, you know what? I'm different. I'm a different, like Mm -hmm. what I'm going to coach is different. I have a different personality. The things, you know, the people that be attracted to what I do are different. Like everybody is, has their thing. And I think somebody told me it's like their own flavor of granola, right? You don't go and everybody, everybody doesn't love the same granola that like there's somebody that might be like, ah, I like that because that fits what I do. And maybe, ah, you know what? I'm not relating to that. That doesn't, that's not it. So really just the self-improvement and developing and really just losing the judgment and taking on like, Hey, I, I need to work on myself as well to be able to provide to other people. And as soon Mm -hmm. as we start learning that you're like, I'm open, I'm open to receiving, I'm open to, you know, whatever comes my way and to learning and just taking that and using that to continue to grow. Cause we don't know everything. We really don't. And if you think you do, we, we really will fail. So yeah, just ask so true. Help, asking for help, knowing you don't know everything, always be always really just being like somebody in the learning mode and taking those opportunities that you get them when people are giving you, obviously you get a ton of opinions and you take what you can <laughs> and you can't do it all and you're not going to use it all, but still just like filtering that in and letting that come into your brain. So you're like, ah, all right, this can definitely help me. Okay. Maybe this, okay. I'll put our park this right now, but those things that you pick and choose of like, what do I need right now? What can benefit me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have you, so in, in my journey, I've come across people who may be doing something similar and something funny came up in a mastermind. And I, I said to at, a few years ago, so we've been in business like four years for, okay. for empire life. And I said to the group, it seems like when I go on Facebook, everyone's doing exactly what I'm doing. And they said, not on my feed. Right. I don't see that at all. So my feed was starting to attract what I was giving. Yes. And I was saying, oh, this, per- oh, this person builds websites too. Oh my God, this person does Facebook ads too. Whereas yeah. they, weren't, they weren't seeing you know. those things at all. And that helped put things in perspective for me. Yeah. That was one. And then another time, a few times I've had the experience and specifically with other female entrepreneurs like, oh, well, I, I do this too. And maybe seeing me as competition. But one right. time I, I made really good friends with, at first I learned that she did something similar, but then I learned that she was more into graphic design and uh, building out the imagery and the branding, which I would probably have a graphic designer help me with and I'm more in the analytics and building out the a solid platform that then can be built on from there that's going to last them the next five to ten years as opposed to oh this button is you know has like swirlies around it and I'm going to spend 10 hours on this this one so it's a different way of thinking and once we started talking which I have a lot of respect for the beauty and aesthetic and the user experience as well right her and I started to realize, oh, we don't do exactly the same thing. Therefore, even if our languaging was kind of similar with yeah. our businesses from a face value, the people who would be attracted to her to work to work together would probably have a different kind of interest or want have have different or unique goals and feel a different kind of connection with her. And that was a light bulb moment for me that we can still be good friends. Not yeah. feel like we're competing with each other right. and understand truly our gifts, even if it's in a similar field. Yeah, our absolutely. Gifts, our gifts are really unique. Yep. And what, have you had some experiences like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many health coaches out there or somebody mm-hmm. doing something in terms of like 
lifestyle or wellness or, but then when you really start digging into it, like their focus areas are different. Like somebody might be specifically on gut health. Somebody might be on a specific weight. Somebody might be elimination. Somebody might be a keto diet. So there's people that target and mine's really about, um, I really, really appreciated that it's a whole, it's a lifestyle change so that it's something sustainable. So I really coach around like it's not one specific thing. It's not elimination. It's not, um, you need to change your whole life and, and do this. And this is how it's going to be. It's all right, let's just take what you're doing now. Because again, I'm working with super high achievers. So I know that they have the motivation and drive to do super great things in their businesses and be successful. And it was just that, Hey, okay, I have these habits for my business. Now I need to do that in my health. So really just being strategic about, all right, it's not realistic that they're not going to eat out. So like, all right, how do we do that? How are we more mindful when we eat out? So just being strategic there. And then maybe with exercise, realistically, they may not be able to fit exercise in every day. How do you accommodate that and do that within the workday that you have or the movement you can make? Okay, maybe it's um, the lifestyle habits or stress management because you're super stressed. So I really am focusing on the things. And I think coming from the corporate world, I really understood what people needed. I needed it and I was doing that for myself and I saw that people needed it. So having there's, I've seen a lot of people that are, you know, just, they've always been in health and wellness forever and that's their story and that's awesome. But I get that some of the stuff that people are putting out there may not be realistic for the clientele that I'm really working with because they, I know what their lifestyle is. I know mm -hmm. what it's coming from and it can't be that elimination. It's that, or the overwhelm or, or take or overhaul. It's truly like how lifestyle and what's sustainable and what works for them. And I see that that's where my niche is because I'm relating to them with that. So I see that that's how I stand out from others and how I'm different than them because I was them. I was the, in the corporate world. I get it. I've done it. Working mom. Like I understand all of that. I'm not, so I tell people, I'm like, I'm, you're not going to see me posting Pinterest worthy, you know, foods that took me two hours. Like I'm posting the 10 minute. I threw these two bags together. It was healthy and my kids ate it. And that's all the time I had. Or I only had, you know, I was traveling in a hotel room. Here's my 20 minute workout. I did, you didn't eat any weights. And I know you travel with work. Here's what you can do. Um, or you're going out to eat and you're going to a happy hour. Yeah, you're going to have a glass of wine. All right, eat this at the happy hour, drink this, and maybe don't drink that. Just again, realistic lifestyle changes, um, again, for the working, working parent, whoever it may be, and just super busy. And, and I think that's where I saw myself stand out and how, how I was different than the rest. Yeah, definitely. And I've been seeing some of those videos and posts from you and I love them myself because most of, most of the time, same, same, yeah. I completely relate. It, and, and being a mom, it's usually I can, if I do cook, it's like 20 minutes. I need to throw right. something. I need to throw something yes. together. That's, that's realistic. Yes. And I love those ideas that you've been giving and I'm always liking, liking you. everything that you've been awesome. sharing. Awesome. Glad that they're helpful. <laughs> they are really helpful. They, it, it easy to relate to. Like Good. you said, like, oh, I think I could make this because sometimes you, you're in a blank stare and I don't know what I can throw together really quickly. And then you may go to Chick-fil-A, which is nothing wrong with Chick-fil-A, but you may right. go to something that may not be the best as or help you to feel yeah. as, as good as it were right. to, to throw together some Brussels sprouts or chicken yep. or you know, more healthy options. Absolutely. And um, before, before we start to wrap up, before we hop off, what, what do you think are the three top concepts that you would like to leave the audience with? It could be about um, health or natural living or cooking or anything that kind of comes to mind that you feel like 
they could immediately implement in their yeah. life? So honestly, the number one thing, <clears throat> this is the thing I work on myself, but I also work with clients, your mindset. So honestly, if you don't, if you don't have a growth mindset and we always have a fixed mindset, you're never going to change. Like you just won't. There's um, Carol Dwork wrote um, she just about mindset, around mindset. So that would, that's where the mindset concept came about. And if we don't want to change the way we think about things or we feel that we can never change, we won't change. But if we really have that growth mindset around, I want to make a change and here's my why, and we start changing the way we're thinking of those things, we can see those things now here's why I want to make the change. Okay. I'm going to start making the change. How am I going to make the change? It's a, it's a, um, cause and effect of like, what are, what are we thinking to compare to what are we actually taking action and seeing that through? So I think mindset around anything, personal life, your business, your health, anything is mindset first. And if, if, if we can start working around that, that's one area that I highly recommend people continue to work on because that's going to be amazing for every, everything in your life. Um, and just setting realistic expectations for yourself. So a lot of times we want to do like 8 million things and we want to be this, you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time and just realistic expectations for what you feel that you can do, um, and how it's going to fulfill you and not trying to be the Instagram worthy posts of everything's, you know, again, unicorns and rainbows are amazing. Like mm -hmm. what are the expectations for you and your family? What works for you best? what's going to make you happy and just stay true to yourself. So those expectations that you set for yourself, why you want to do them, continuing to shoot for something and having those goals, but again, for yourself first, so that it's not just, okay, well, it looks great here on Instagram or Facebook, but what are you really feeling and what are those goals that you're setting for yourself? Um, but yeah, and then my third one would be wellness because I think the biggest thing when I became a health coach was, I see these people being so amazing at their jobs and they're so loyal and they're working their tails off. But then I saw like when I saw them just completely like their health was deteriorating. I mean, they were getting sick. They're so tired. They're stressed out. They're angry. They're just not, they're not happy. And I was like, what is that cost? So my biggest thing is if around our wellness, if we put our wellness first, and that could be anything from just sleeping a little more, working our stress management, eating a little better so that we have the energy to do things, Focus on wellness first because work is always going to be there. And that's what I would always tell people that I'm working with, especially people I was supervising was work is always here. You're not always going to be here. You won't be here if you're not continuing to take care of yourself. So even throughout this process of me working like my, my job, building my business, being a mom, I never stopped focusing on my wellness. So even if it was 30 minutes a day or something, that is truly important. And I think that's the only way that I could continue to succeed because I had the energy, I had the motivation, and I felt better to be able to take that and then present that to other people and be able to share that and educate. So focusing on your wellness and you, because if you don't have, again, yourself, your wellness, your health, you're not going to be able to provide for anybody else and you're no good. So that would definitely be something I would leave everybody with. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Megan. Yes, thank and, you. And also, uh, before I forget, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way for them to find you online? Yep. So I'm at MeganCorey.com, uh, my first and last name. And then if you want to email me, Megan at MeganCorey.com. And then my social media handles are Megan Corey Health Coach. So I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I try to post different content every week, positive quotes. I'll post recipes. 
um, stuff that's going on in my life, like whatever. Just I like to really get content out there that people can relate to and then just use that or get little tips and tricks for starting something in their, in their health and wellness. Perfect. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs>